welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Osmond, a biblical church centered on Christ. Did y'all enjoy church yesterday? You can always tell a difference. Did y'all enjoy, I almost said church, Christmas yesterday? Would y'all have a Merry Christmas? I said an all-time record. On Christmas, that's the one day a year you need to make sure you eat Chinese, and the reason why is because uh, we, we have to remember Lottie Moon, because for our Lottie Moon Christmas offering, Lottie Moon was a missionary to China. And you certainly, I know you've been faithful at giving to that. As well, Glenn, I'm going to move this, if it's okay, just over here. Your mouth is wide open. That means this isn't the normal way to move a, a saxophone. So, so, all right, so let's, all right, we got it. So it didn't fall. So, uh, but um, I set a record. I waited one hour and 40 minutes for takeout. Who has waited for more than one, for, for one meal, one hour and 40 minutes for takeout? Anybody broke, so I hold the record, David. David, you've done that? So you have done it. So two people have done that. So that is, uh, and the reason why is because um, when there's only two restaurants open in the entire city, there's a lot of people there. It's the busiest you'll ever see a Chinese place is on Christmas Day. Many of you are judging me right now, saying, Pastor, you shouldn't be eating and making people work on Christmas Day. Anyway, that means I was right when I said that. No comments. So, open your Bibles there to the. We're going to look at two uh, gospel accounts here. This is a message I've actually been looking forward to preaching this morning. I want to tell you why. Because this entire uh, uh, month of December, we've been looking at the obviously the Christmas story. Anytime you come to church in December, you should be hearing the Christmas message, and that's the message that Jesus came into the world to die for our sins. He came, ultimately, starting in Bethlehem, then 33 years later, will end up there at Calvary on the cross. But God stepped into the world. And uh, last week, we looked at the wise men. We were looking at Mary and Joseph the week before that. The entire story of how God has been working in preparing for this birth here, this unique birth of His Son. And we're going to come to the section here of what we call the shepherds. We're going to look at the, the announcement made to these people, the Bible says, that were on the hill right outside of Bethlehem. But then we're going to look for the announcement that's soon going to come. Christmas is what we call the first advent. The word advent means coming. That means there's a first coming of the Messiah. God is coming to earth. And that is why Christmas is so important. The whole Old Testament, the prophets, were looking forward to and longing for the coming of the Messiah. And now, obviously, Jesus has come. He died. He rose again. He's in heaven right now as we worship here this day after Christmas. But there's going to be another Advent. That is the second Advent, and we're going to look in a little bit. So our two scriptures we're going to look at, the first Advent announcement to the shepherds, which is found right here in Luke chapter 2. Then later on, we're going to flip over our Bibles, and we're going to look at the second Advent announcement, which is found in Matthew 24. So that's where those are scriptures we're going to be at today. The Bible here reminds us that Jesus was born in a little stable, a manger, a cave possibly, with the animals 
Obviously, we've heard there's no room for them in the inn. So Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus, they are tucked away a little bit over here. And they had their baby boy, their firstborn, Mary, was, uh, had never had relations. And it was a miraculous birth. And then there is an announcement that is made. And that's what we're going to look at. Now, this would be on Christmas night. Baby Jesus was born. And we, we see here that um, the announcements made at night. I believe Jesus was probably born at night because he was suddenly born. You know, it seems like if, you, if you, uh, I mean, you've given birth to children, it seems like they always want to come in the middle of the night. It keeps you up all night. Then you're up again. You truly get no sleep really for the first two years after you have a child. You're still sleepy after that. Uh, Chelsea and Jordan Bells, they had their baby this past week. They're probably exhausted right now. So they're tired. So that's, uh, that's what babies mean. I'll also, Sherry Osborne, we always talk about when people have a baby, that takes them out of church for two years, many ways, because you have to just get used to getting out back into the world, and you're constantly caring for that child. But then um, it's important to obviously have your children in church at a young age. Even small children can learn about Jesus. And they need to know the Christmas story. That's why it's important to make sure this story we're going to read here is shared with everybody. So turn in your Bibles, Luke chapter 2, verse 8. In the same region, so that means Mary and Joseph were born in Bethlehem. The same region means maybe up on the hills, on the, in the suburbs, in the general vicinity, right outside Bethlehem, where the shepherds would be, something occurs. So this is the same night that Jesus was born. It says here, The shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. So angels, I want you all to picture this. This is just another day. Another night. These men are watching animals. The animals are probably asleep. It's boring. There's nothing to do. There's no phone. There's no video games. There's no television. You are just sitting around waiting, I guess, for the sun to come up, for the next day, or for your paycheck. Whatever you're waiting for as a shepherd. Just going about your business. And the Bible tells us that the angel of the Lord, he's standing right there and he's shining. And it says they were terrified. That's a natural reaction. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, the city of David is Bethlehem. That's where David was born. A Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. The Bible tells us Jesus was born for us. God didn't need to do this. He's doing this so we can be saved. The Lord is in heaven. He doesn't need anything. But He provides us with an opportunity to give our lives, to commit our lives to this baby born in the city of David. And it says, He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth 
and lying in a manger. That's why this nativity story is so important. The sign to the shepherds, this is not just any baby born in a hospital. There is a baby lying in a feeding trough with animals and hay around wrapped in cloth. That's why telling the Christmas story needs to be told in a setting such as this. The shepherds show up and they discover exactly what the angel tells them. This is picture-perfect fulfillment of prophecy, this nativity set. That's why a nativity set is so important that you want to put one out, have them all over your house. Now you're probably this afternoon putting them up. So you put up your nativity set to next year. That's the sign. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people He favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, so as where angels live, they live in heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. This is the middle of the night. So, apparently, I guess they felt the freedom that they could leave their sheep, and the sheep were just asleep and just doing whatever sheep do. So they leave the sheep on the, the hillside there, and they're sleeping, and they go to Bethlehem. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. That's the sign. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. The shepherds probably walked in, knocked on the barn room door, said an angel just spoke to us and appeared to us and told us we would find this Messiah, this child lying in a manger. And lo and behold, there he is. So in the nativity story, you would actually have shepherds right there looking at baby Jesus in the manger. Wouldn't have the wise men because they're later on, sometime later. But in the nativity story, you're going to have these men who left their sheep seeing the Messiah for the first time. And I want to tell you why this is important. Because the next verse is key. Verse 19. But Mary... Now you have to understand, Mary is a young lady. She's had an incredibly unique birth. She's a virgin. She just gave birth to a child. She's engaged... It was a miraculous birth, but a lot of folks don't understand her predicament in life. They might not believe her, of course. So these men showing up out of the blue in the middle of the night saying, angels appeared to us and said, we would find this setting. And it's true. It's confirming, the shepherds reassured and reconfirmed to Mary and Joseph that their baby is unlike any baby the world has ever and will ever see. All these things Mary was treasuring up in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, so they went back to work, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, 
which were just as had been told. So God was absolutely accurate in his description of what happened. Several firsts happen with the Christmas shepherds. So we look at these men. These are not probably the uh, most uh, prestigious people whom God would make his announcement to, but he chose these people because they were up in the middle of the night and they were excited about this announcement. They felt they could leave their sheep and go worship and honor baby Jesus born in the manger. But knowing that, these shepherds here, they, in the history of the world, several things happened to them for first. These people, these shepherds, were the first to be told about Christ's birth. The very first people to hear, told by the angels, they were informed that the Messiah had been born. And we don't know how long it had been. It could have just been a few hours. Literally. Jesus might have just been an hour old. And here come the first visitors. But they were the very first ones. God wanted guests to come worship His Son. Come visit and honor this baby. Knowing that, they were Jesus' first visitors. The very first people to come visit Jesus. Do you know every time you come to worship on Sunday, you're coming here to meet, to visit with the Lord. He's had billions of visitors throughout, but the shepherds were first. These men came to visit Jesus. And knowing that, they were the first evangelist. What is an evangelist? Evangelist is you telling someone about Jesus. It says these men were amazed. They went and told other people. Now, I'm guessing maybe there were just other people. Uh, maybe the sun was starting to come up, so people are starting to move around the little town there of Bethlehem. But apparently they saw people right when they left the barn, the stable, they went and found some other people and they shared about Christ. And it says the people were amazed. These men, lowly shepherds, were had a massive announcement. Folks, this is what we call the first advent. God chose the shepherds to make this breaking news announcement. Now, we live in this period here of post-first advent. We are waiting for something. You woke up this morning. It's the day after Christmas. Did you look at the sky and think, could today be the day? Not the day you return your Christmas gifts, but the day Jesus returns. Have you thought about this today? Could today, December 26th, the day after Christmas, be the day Christ comes back? So understand, first advent, right there. Jesus comes, born in a manger, shepherds come and visit. They receive the breaking news. Do you know you and I are going to receive the news of the second advent? Not just us, all the world. So here's the second advent. Flip over in your Bible. I really want you to turn here because we've looked into the past now. Now this is the shift. We're about to make a pivot. We've seen the entire Christmas story. This whole month we've been looking at it. 
Now this is where we, we end. Jesus is born. He's going to live His life. He's going to die for our sins. But then something else is coming. Turn over in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24. The Bible tells us Jesus is coming again. We should be looking and longing for this day. There will come a time where the announcement was made to the shepherds there outside Bethlehem. These men were amazed and went and visited baby Jesus in a manger. We won't visit and see baby Jesus in a manger. Bible tells us he will be in the sky. We will look up and that's our Redeemer. The second advent, the second coming of Christ is for us. We long, we look forward to, we anticipate this day. This scripture we're going to read. Folks, you need to know it because it will happen. Just like all of these events, that, cir that was circumstances that occurred for baby Jesus being born in this manger, which said it was a sign, we're about to see another set of signs that will come. Look in your Bible, Matthew chapter 24. Look at certain, we'll start in verse 29. Verse 29. Matthew 24, 29. Immediately after the distress of those days, the distress of those days, that's what we call the great tribulation. That means there will be a period of distress on earth. That's when the period of the Antichrist there will be great rebellion in the world. People will not just turn against one another. Folks, they'll turn against God. There will be people who hate Jesus, who hate God here on earth. A great distress, the Bible describes it. The sun will be darkened and the moon will not shed its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. So apparently there is going to be this cosmic event it's going to briefly occur. And then look what's happened. Then the sign of the Son of Man, that is Jesus, look folks, will appear. All of a sudden, it's not, He's not going to come riding on a cloud. It says, bam! He will appear. Catch you off guard. There He is. Just like that. You won't be ready. The first advent, folks weren't ready. They didn't know tonight was going to be the night. The little baby was born in a manger. Just the shepherds found out. They received the announcement. But this second announcement, guys, you know, we see pictures in Sunday school of Jesus on the class. It's not, he's not, really, it's not coming on like Air Force One coming in for a landing. It will literally be, he's there. Jesus, the entire world sees him. How that is possible with people all over the globe. God is a God of miracles. He can do anything. So no matter where you're at on earth, North Pole, South Pole, under the sea, wherever, you're going to see Jesus. And it says, He will appear in the sky, and look at what this response will be. And then all the peoples of the earth, look at this, they'll mourn. It says they'll be sad. Do you know why they'll be sad? At that moment, your eternal destiny is sealed. You can't get saved right then, because it's over. Jesus has come back a second time. They'll mourn because there will be people 
who delayed getting saved. They didn't believe this was really going to happen. They procrastinated. They heard this scripture. They heard sermons about it. But for whatever reason, they didn't respond to God. They didn't believe. Just like in the first coming, many folks, especially the Pharisees, many of the Jews, did not accept Jesus as the Messiah. Even though He fulfilled all the signs and the prophecies, they rejected Him. Even though these words will be fulfilled, there will be people, there will be a sense of sadness for unbelievers. That implies most of earth will not be saved, unfortunately. Lots of lost people went there in the second coming. There were lots of lost people during the first coming. It says here, this, there was this morning, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. This is not baby Jesus in a manger. This is Jesus in power, authority. He appears, He's on the clouds, He's in the sky. The whole earth sees Him. And look what He will do. He will send out His angels. You know, always at the first and the second coming, angels are always a part of this. Angels work for God. Angels obey God. Angels were sent to the shepherds to make the announcements. When Jesus comes, He will have angels with Him. <clears throat> he will send out His angels with a loud trumpet. And they will gather His elect. Elect are saved people. That's what an elect person is. That means you have been chosen by God. You responded to God. You are written in the Lamb's book of life. God has a plan and a purpose for you. So the folks who are saved, we are saved. If you are here this morning, you've trusted Jesus as your Savior. The Bible says you're part of the elect. You're saved. You will be gathered up from the four winds. That means all over the place. doesn't matter where you're at. You're going to be gathered up from one end of the sky to the other. That there is the second coming. This is also why I believe we will not end up populating Mars and other planets. Because the Bible teaches that He's coming here to earth. Second coming involves earth. You know, it might be neat to go to space, but someone ever asks you, are we going to live on other planets? I would say based on verse 30 here, the answer is no, because Jesus is coming to earth. and says that the earth and the four winds, the people on earth will be gathered up. We can go visit Mars, but that's not our home. Our home here is earth. So I want you to skip down, because... There's a sign of what it's going to be like when Jesus returns. And he described it as the days of Noah. The days of Noah is the same days that we would live in when Jesus returns. First coming is announced to the shepherds near Bethlehem. So these shepherds are out on the hills just kind of standing around doing whatever shepherds do. And angels appear. The second coming here it is announced to all the peoples on earth. That includes us. You and I participate in the second coming. 
But then the disciples here, while Jesus is talking about this second coming, they want to know more. It says, what's it going to be like? What are some signs? How will I know when it's the day? And Jesus answers that question in verse 37. It would be our last few verses this morning we're going to look at. Because I believe we live in the days of Noah. So let's remember what the days of Noah are by. This is back in Genesis chapter 8. We don't need to turn there. The days of Noah are days of wickedness. It says the men on earth were corrupt. They were evil. They were even thinking and scheming and new evil things to do. It says there was evil all around, but Noah and his family, his wife, his boys and their wives, eight people were saved. There were only eight righteous people on earth. A small group still believed and loved the Lord. And the Bible says that God grieved that He made mankind. It was a sense of sadness because these people did not obey and worship and love the Lord. God is looking for people who love Him, who follow His Word. And it says here, when asked, what will it be like? Jesus tells us what it's going to be like. Verse 37, Jesus says, As the days of Noah were, so the coming of the Son of Man will be. There it is, the days of Noah. The days of Noah are described here. For in those days before the flood, now remember, it had never rained on earth before the flood. The folks did not know what rain was. Before the days, before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah boarded the ark. Noah spent 500 years, he's spending all this time building the ark. And then all of a sudden, they boarded the ark. Him and his family went into this big boat in Williamstown. So they're inside of the boat. And... There's nothing going on. There's no, no one knows what rain is. It's built up on a hill. I'm sure the people at that time thought this man was a nut. What is he doing? The water's not up on the hill. It's down there. How's water going to get up there? And it says they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. That means they were going about their lives. It was just another day. They're going to the restaurant going to eat Chinese, they're going to wait for Chinese, they're going to return their stuff they didn't want from Christmas, they're planning their wedding, they're going back to work, they're getting ready to go back to school, they're playing their video games, they're opening their new toys, or wasting time on Facebook, whatever they're doing, they're doing. It's just a normal day. Folks, that's what the second coming is going to be like. No one's going to know. We will not... We won't wake up and say, oh, I know for a fact it's going to happen today. You'll be going about your day, not even thinking about it. The days of Noah. And I want you to think about the days of Noah too. The days of Noah, did those people that live, did they walk outside that day and look at the sky and think, I wonder if it's going to rain? Of course not, because it had never rained. Does the average lost person here in Lexington walk out of their front yard and look at the sky and think, 
Now, the person who does not know the Lord, think, is Jesus coming back today? Will today be the day? Of course not. Because they don't believe in Jesus. They've never seen Jesus come from the sky. Just as Jesus has never appeared in the sky, just as it had never rained before during the time of the flood, that's what it means. It will catch us off guard. We won't be ready. The days of Noah mean the unexpected occurred. You know, this coming year, <clears throat> or it's beginning this year, I'm going to be preaching a sermon series called Rebuild Part 2. You say, Pastor, didn't you do that at the beginning of this year? Yes, that was Rebuild Part 1. Folks, do you realize we're almost two years into the COVID pandemic? Do you know, it could be 2028, and we could be, it could be like Rebuild Part 7. <laughs> I hope not. So, But think how two years ago, we had no idea this would be going on. No clue. That's the days of Noah. That is what it's going to be like in the end times. The second advent. And it says here, keep going here in your Bible. So these folks are just going about their day. They're boarding the ark. And in verse 39, last verse we're going to read this morning. And we're going to respond to God. They didn't know until the flood came and swept them all away. This is the way the coming of the Son of Man, of Jesus, will be. They didn't know. They weren't expecting it. The second advent will sweep people away. The angels will gather up folks from the four corners of the earth. And many of these people will not be saved. The elect, the saved, were going to heaven. The lost, Bible says, are going to hell. No second chances. When it started raining, the only people who survived, listen to this, got in that boat, God shut the door. Eight people made it through the flood. Period. That's it. No one else. The moment Jesus appears in the sky, your fate, your eternity, your destiny is sealed. Just like the, once the boat, the door is closed on the ark. Folks, that's why the days of Noah, that's why the story of Noah is so important. The story of Noah is a picture of the second coming. The door closed on that boat, and it's sealed. I believe, actually, Noah, if somebody had wanted to get on that boat with them, I believe Noah and his family would have let him in. Because he preached to them, the Bible says. They didn't let respent, repent or turn. Noah was a preacher of the gospel. Nobody listened to the man. He had a convert rate of zero. And he just didn't have any response. They would have let him on the boat. But when that door closed, it's over. One day for us, the door will close. Jesus will come back. Once it started raining, it was over for those people. When Jesus returns at the second advent, the world is coming to an end. And we've shared this story here. I ask you to look and long for. When you look to the sky, Jesus, could today be the day? Are you coming back again? 
I'm living in the days of Noah. Think about all the wickedness around us, the immorality, the lostness that pervades our culture, our society. The days of Noah are upon us. And God is looking for men and women, boys and girls, here in our church family, here in our city, who's going to say, stand up, raise their hand and say, I'm going to live, I'm going to honor, I'm going to be devout to King Jesus. I'm going to be ready when He comes again. Are you ready for Jesus? Are you ready for the second coming? Is today going to be the day? We're going to have an invitation. I'm going to invite everyone to stand up. We're going to sing a hymn, and I'm going to invite you to respond to the gospel. I'll be standing down front. Brother Hurd, you come stand up here as well. If you want to make a decision, and you do need to make a decision, no better day than today to get saved. Say, what time is it? It's time to get saved. You trust in Christ as your Savior. You make this your church home. This is our last Sunday of 2021. It's time for you to respond to the gospel. We're going to, st we're going to stand and sing. David's going to lead us in our song. Have thine own way.